Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Welcome to another edition of Music to My Beers. A spooky edition. Ooh. It's our last show before Halloween, Mr. Miller. Yes. Can you believe we're like almost there already? Uh, I'm excited because November and December bring big months for us as far as this drinking show goes. Oh, yeah. We have uh, all the fun in December that comes with our annual um, bottle share Christmas party show. <laughs> and next month we have uh, Black Friday with all the fun that Bourbon County brings us. So, uh, yeah, th- this is good. Halloween is yep. a signal that it's time because then yes. that, that cascade slides right into the New Year's season along with some hop slam and gets us on to the next calendar year. So this is, uh, this is it, our last show before Halloween. I cannot believe it. And we might even get a little snow. Right? Ugh. <laughs> it's just something that happens. So we got to kick things off. <laughs> it's just something that happens. It does. You know, we, yes. we skip over yeah, it's skip over much of fall, and we head straight into winter for some uh, good drinking months ahead. But uh, we should probably just kick off what uh, the day before Halloween is, right? It's Devil's Night. Oh, yeah. Growing up in Michigan, you always heard, like, don't go to Detroit the night before Halloween. The oh, city yeah. burns every night. I've seen the crow. Yeah, the, the older you get, you find out, like, oh, maybe it happened, like, once or twice. <laughs> it's not really, like, a real thing. But uh, they scared the scared the hell out of us rural kids with it. So, yeah, stay out of Detroit on Devil's Night. And, uh, obviously, Halloween for me and Halloween for you are two different holidays. I don't have any kids. Uh, you have two small kids. Yeah. And one of the things I always was jealous about not having kids, and one of the things I'm looking forward to about maybe taking some young ones trick-or-treating down the line, is it seems like there's this weird camaraderie between parents where, like, it's cool for, like, a cool dad to be in the garage with beers for the other trick-or-treating dads in the cul-de-sac. Oh, yeah. Is that you and your wife kind of, do you just go through the neighborhood, there's, like, drinks being handed out or, we you know, little bottles? We have, uh, we, we do have beer on the porch for, you know, you can tell the dad that's, like, maybe, you know, just out there. Hanging out with the kids, right? Having an okay time. So we have beer on the porch for that, but also closer people like people that we know down the street that were like, "Hey, come on in." We've got uh, hot cider on the stove. Too, oh, okay. You know, what so, kind of beers do you leave on the front porch? I do. And by I, the way, if you're a minor in Zach Miller's neighborhood, there's alcohol on his porch, no. uh, uh, unattended. And during the winter too, when it snows real hard and <laughs> need to keep the beers cold, um, I do the mixers, sixer or like the mixer packs and stuff, just because you know you never know what somebody likes. Maybe they're into the stout, maybe they're into uh, a Meritzen or uh, even a Bud Light. I keep some crispy boys on the porch too for whatever you're into. Hmm. So Halloween in my neighborhood kind of sucks because the houses are spread out just enough that it's not worth. If you're a kid and you're hardcore into the trick or treating strategy, my my street and the street next to mine are wastes. Because right around the corner, there are houses that are closer together, so you can hit more with less Ooh, effort. That's smart. Yeah, so I don't know, even if I have kids, if I'm ever going to have the uh, the whole Halloween experience, I may need to pack up and head back to the old neighborhood <laughs> on the south side where there are more people. But uh, as far as, you know, trick-or-treating, what, like, what kind of a beer would be a treat for you? We'll get to the trick beers later. You know, shot of Malort. Uh, uh, actually, did you know that I did take a shot of Malort last week? No, how was it? Oh my gosh! So um, I've done it once in my life, and I I can. If it's one of those things that like you, you feel you, the bile you come back. Talking about it right now makes my mouth remember what that tasted like. My palate still isn't the same, and I did that right before um, drinking a couple of beers um, with uh, with some guys. Good, good. Um, and they're like, "Wait, you've never had a shot of Malort?" And I was like, mm, "No." Uh, so I tried it, and instantly regretted that decision. I don't know. Maybe it's good in stuff, but, 
man, yeah. solo. I don't understand, and I, and I know it's it's made in Chicago and Jepson's Malort. It's been a thing forever. I don't understand why. You know, I I was born and raised in Michigan. I, I have no idea what the Chicago phenomena is with with Malort, but man. <laughs> It is the absolute worst. But you know what else it does is it ruins every beer you have after it that night. Yeah. Uh, I was at a tasting at uh, LKT, and we had uh, we had a shot of, of Malort, and then went through a couple of different sours, and I'm like, everything tastes like Malort. I don't uh. know. Just like, it's this weird coating of your tongue. Was I there for that? Mm. No. no. Okay, this is a different time. Yeah. It was. <laughs> Man. Awful. awful. Um, but as far as like a treat for me, um, when I... Happen down a neighbor's um, or up at a neighbor's house with the kids and stuff is when I get like a zombie dust or something like that's a little harder to get. Yeah, but you're like, okay, this guy knows good beer too, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I've gotten zombie dust before. I've gotten, um, I've gotten some Alpha Kings. Mainly Three Floyd stuff is a, a good call, but I usually for me. I'm doing either Sam Adams, their mixer pack, okay. like the four different beers, or like uh, New Belgium, because they have a couple of different beers in there as well that somebody's going to... It's funny you bring, up, like. you bring up a zombie dust. I Like last Sunday after the show, I had uh, Fresh Zombie on tap. And oh, there. Uh, I was down at the uh, the casino, the Kankakee Grill. They had it uh, on tap. Nice. And you know the, the weird thing, too, is, is, you know, it's one of those time flies things. When this show first started, you and Ron and I would talk all the time. Like it, that was five years ago, and Zombie Dust it was still like if they had it, you could only get two bottles. There was a limit on it, and you drink it now. And every once in a while, just you know, every six months or so, I'll go back and have some, and you forget like, oh yeah, I remember this thing was like, it was <laughs> the hot beer here for a minute. And I don't know what when all of a sudden it fell off, but uh, it still puts a smile on my face. It still tastes great. Yeah, and I'd travel for that stuff. Yeah, I don't I mean, understand like Gumball Head why they just won't put it in cans and give it to us. Oh, they are. They're putting zombie dust in cans, too. I've seen the tall cans on the Three Floyds Instagram, but I don't know if it, they're going to put it in can cans. Can cans. Oh. Yes. Mm. All right. I'm going to write that down. Make sure. See, that would be a treat for me. Yeah. Actually, yeah. anything in can would be a treat because it, it's probably easier to hold a can. You don't have to worry so much about it dropping it. You know, a bottle on the street at Halloween night. Well, and, and we've talked about it, too, how craft beer over the last couple of years especially has started, uh, has started turning to the can. And it's great. I hate bottled beer because think mm-hmm. of all the places that bottles aren't welcome you can't take it to the beach you can't take it to the golf course it doesn't fit easily in your bag you need to have an opener on hand does uh, it fit easily into the cooler even no and it's not welcome around uh pools it's and and if you have a small like i have a smaller beer fridge long necks doesn't yep. work 16 Six ounce pack 16 <laughs> ounce cans i can slide in there easily but anything taller than a standard like stubby uh Coors Light bottle won't fit. Mm. So I, I'm all in on cans. If we're going to get zombie uh, on the store shelves and cans, then I'm all for that as well. And it's also fun with growlers, too. Like, a growler is kind of a pain in the ass. Yes. You got to save it. You got to mm-hmm. wash it. You got to remember to bring it back. At one point, I had like 10 growlers in my basement because I could never remember to grab one when I was going out. I know. And I, I get to the U, I get to wherever, I think, okay, I got to buy another growler. <laughs> those aren't cheap either. No, and finally, I got rid of them because I didn't want it the first thing somebody saw when they came out of my basement to say, oh, a drunk growler man. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy, wall of growlers. This last year has really made me feel that I'm I'm out on anything blueberry. I'm done. So you're you're not going to drink anything blueberry? Uh, no. And I think out of all the flavors, all the adjuncts, the things that uh, that seem really popular, people get excited for for versions of. I think the first time I realized I didn't like it was when Founders did their Lizard of Cause. Ooh, that one's a good one. But it was so overpowering, and I don't like blueberries anyhow. Like I. I 
Actually, let me rephrase that. I don't hate them, but I don't care for them very much. You see the cartons of them at Costco and at the store in the produce aisle. I'm like, eh, you pick. I'm like, that's a lot of work for a tiny berry, fella. <laughs> you know, Count Chocula, Frankenberry, always preferable to Booberry. But uh, Lucid mm-hmm. of Cause, but the, uh, I recently had a uh, chance to split a bottle of that Northwoods Bourbon County from a couple of years ago. I was say, what did you think? Uh I thought it was blueberry heavy, not as heavy as Lizard of Cos when it came out, but uh, it's still, the, you still get some of the blueberry, and I'm like, it's just, man, it's the flavor. Mm. And the, uh, the hop station had that, uh, that, that bomb pop sour a while back. Oh, that was good. One of the flavors in a bomb pop is blueberry, but for some reason that worked. I liked it. It was just very popsicle flavored, not blueberry, but uh, I, I think that if, if I get a beer that's a blueberry, that's a trick beer. I, I, I dump that or pass. I See, I, I gotta agree with you on, on one aspect of the blueberry. The you, blueberry have a, you have a much broader beer palate than I do. I'll give you that. I like, I do like the blueberry, but I don't like it. it I liken it to a cherry. You've got your sweet cherries and your tart cherries. Okay. Blueberries kind of the same way. You've got the sweet blueberries and the tart blueberries. And um, the one beer that I had just a couple of weeks ago was the Hana Blue Blue from um, Rheingeist. They put tart blueberry in there up front so you get that tart sourness. And then they balanced it out with some sweet pineapple, making it a delicious. And I think that that's what the Bomb Pop is, too, a little bit. It's that, that tart blueberry up front mellowed with whatever sweet cherries on the back, back end of that. It's funny to me how some of the fruit flavors lend themselves, and they and it comes out very well in beer, but some of them uh, that are actually better in real life don't. Um, like an example, mango to me is a blah, oh, yeah. is a blah fruit in real life. It's blah. But a White Claw mango? <laughs> Girl, where do I sign? But mango is a, is a flavor that you find in a lot of hazy IPAs, and, and that works very well. Mm-hmm. Strawberry is a flavor that in real life is fantastic. But uh, we had a chance to have some strawberry M43. It was good, but it wasn't the strawberry pop in the face you were hoping for. It's just, oh. it's almost like too faint. It was like mm. sort of lacroix y, and it's, and it's, it's there. You kind of get a little bit of a nose for it, but eh, you know, it's not that good no. for me. Huh. Yeah, uh, I'd say a trick for me, and I didn't know this prior to uh, talking with my brother, but I think there for a while we were into saving anything and everything that we could get our hands on that was like. Uh, percent and above maybe okay um so like the i was end, the end of days post-apocalyptic <laughs> liquor locker right so i was saving you know kbs because that's the, that's the coolest kind of doomsday prepper oh yeah yeah you go downstairs there's a box of twinkies and yeah. all yep. your beers yep um but like kbs was one that comes to mind because we're like oh we got to shell these we got to shell these they're only going to get better over the next five years but that wasn't the case when we did the the vertical it was like well the best kbs was a fresh kbs yep um, but my brother said, too, because they do some barrel aging uh, work at the brewery that he's worked at or some of the others that he's worked at. And um, Yeah, if you're new to the show, Zach's brother, uh, one, looks just like him. But <laughs> he's also, just a thinner me. But also, he makes his money in craft beer. He brews for a living. It actually pays his mortgage. So that's uh, he's, he's taking the hobby to the highest of high levels. It's, and it's pretty good. He's going to open a place soon. So I'll, uh, I'll be looking forward to that. Um, but what he said to me was this. He said... Why would you age it? We've already aged it for you by aging the beer in whatever bourbon barrels they have. Um, and he's like, you don't need to. We've we've aged it for you. So that to me was a light bulb went off. And I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't save as many beers as I normally mm-hmm. do. Maybe I should just enjoy more of them now. And some of it's brewery specific because you and I, uh, when we had Adam uh, Leper on from Founders, he told us, he said, and, and this was after our four-year KBS vertical, he said this 
our barrel aged series beers are already aged. They're designed to be consumed right. when you buy them. But then you go and you get something uh, like Bourbon County from Goose Island, and it says right on the bottle mm-hmm. it, it bottle conditions for up to five years. So I think it's all a matter of of what I don't have as much on the shelf in the basement as I used to have because, like you, I've I've heard from friends, I've got buddies that are like, well, "What are you doing? You could be, you know, drink and enjoy now." Yeah, drink it, enjoy it now because guess what? There's always going to be more awesome beer coming down the pipeline. There will always be something else, some other hot stout or some crazy, uh, you know. Uh, pastry or barley wine that uh that you got to try comes out so I'm, I'm definitely falling more of that category the problem i have is i have a hard time you want to talk about tricks and treats i like this is so i like knowing that it's down there i like knowing that i can go downstairs throw a lot of laundry and then walk into the corner and just look at my my stash of beer and think dang that's pretty that's a pretty cool looking collection <laughs> but some of the things i don't want to drink because i know that it'll diminish my collection oh and yeah I think that's more of a thing of me personally than me as a, as a beer guy, but I like it's almost mentally comforting to know that I've got this stash of really great alcohol down in the basement. And just in case there's you know a, uh, a special occasion, you've got something just to pull up from the basement, chill it real quick, and then yeah, I think Jason enjoy. and I were talking about this earlier in the week. The sad thing is when you get a little bit older and you realize that. You're waiting around for special occasions that probably ain't coming, bro. No. <laughs> like, well, what am I saving the last four years of Dark Lord variants for? I, I see. I know. So sometimes the so now the older you get, we find the special occasions are really just every day, whatever. Like They're my few and far between. Like I'm gonna be home alone on Monday night tomorrow. My wife is gonna be out of town. That's a special occasion. <laughs> now, now, see, maybe I'll go down to the basement. I might chill something right now. Now, a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with Music to My Beers, B-Movie. Real Rock 103.9 The Bears, Music to My Beers, a corner of the show. I believe this was the first feature we ever rolled out on this fine beer show. Uh, We thought it'd be a great idea to take our love of movies, both Fantastic and El Crapo, and pair them with alcohol in a rating system. Um, one is uh, a fantastic piece of movie. Twelve is you are going to need twelve beers to get through this film. Uh, a little segment we have dubbed the B movie, and because it is Halloween, we have to go with a Halloween classic from 1984, the Wes Craven classic. Wow, A Nightmare on Elm Street. And this was was this before or after um, Friday the Thirteenth? Uh, that came out around the same time. Remember, the 80s, all it was, the 80s, was Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th. That was... Wow. Yeah. But, okay, so Wes Craven wasn't behind Friday the 13th, though, right? No, no. Okay. That was John Carpenter, right? Or maybe I'm wrong. No. I know. <laughs> I think Friday the 13th was just its own deal. Okay. All right. Well, um, I can jump into this one. I'll go first. Um, John Carpenter was Halloween. Oh, right, right, right. Um, I've never actually never seen this movie. Are you kidding? All the way through. I've seen I've seen bits and pieces and snippets and heard enough about it when I was a youngster to have nightmares, even without seeing the movie. I mean a guy that shows up in your dreams that then kills you in real life? That's that's the premise, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, he kills you in your dreams and then you're dead in real life. Oh, okay. Yeah. I gotcha. Uh it was uh, it was yeah, but you and I, you were too young for this. It came out in 84. You were born in what, 87, 88, 90, uh, 86, 92, 96? All right, so yeah. this is two years before. I was four at the time. I didn't see this movie either until much later in life, but uh, I'm with you. The first time I saw Freddy Krueger became aware of him is because that was what all the high schoolers like to go as for Halloween. 
talking uh, on the bus, and I'm like, oh, Freddy Krueger. All right, that's how you find out that eventually you don't have to watch the movie. But um, what are you going to rate this film? Well, um, it, so there's a little bit of a backstory. I went to a wedding about 10 years ago. My buddy got married out in California, like Laguna Beach, San Diego area. And the biggest thing that we kept hearing was that Robert Englund was going to be... The guy at, who played Freddy Krueger. Yeah, he was going to be at his wedding. Because the girl that he was marrying, her dad, it was somehow friends with him and stuff. So he was on the guest list. Never ran into the guy. And I don't think he showed up. <laughs> hey, that is a great story. Classic Zach Miller. I know. So I never got to meet him. He could have been like my Tony McGee back then. But um, because I'm in San Diego and I'm that close to the guy, I probably go with uh, I'm going to go with a six pack of Vallis Points Pumpkin Down. And uh, bold. All right. Yeah. Maybe have some nightmares after the movie. I don't know. And if I if I had to pick between the two, I was always a much bigger Friday the Thirteenth fan. But I do remember when I finally got into horror movies in my early teens, we spent a lot of time watching Nightmare on Elm Street and Johnny Depp's very first performance on in a movie. Oh, really? Yeah, he was the guy that was killed in the waterbed, and he was pulled inside the waterbed, and that's where his mom pulls the sheet off, and she finds him. She's like, Ah! Was he stuck inside the waterbed? Yeah, he was in the in the, in the water mattress. And oh. I, hey, when I saw this, I had a waterbed. <laughs> that is so freaky. Yeah, so that's something you don't want to think about. But uh, I'm going to give this a a great sipping beer uh, from our friends down in Hoplor, down in Leesburg. Their okay. outskirts cream ale. It's a lower IBVs, but it still has a nice punch in the mouth. Six and a half, six point eight percent alcohol. But for a movie like this, you got to be able to just rip 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 a few down. So I'm going to say one growler. Oh uh, yeah, or actually two crowlers of outskirts uh, cream ale. But uh, there's nothing on the soundtrack besides that freaky. If so, you'd like, hey, if, oh. you, if you'd like to tag us in any of your Halloween shenanigans, you can tag us all over social media. Uh, we invite you to follow the show everywhere. We're on Twitter. Just search for at Music to My Beers. Mm-hmm. Just search Music to My Beers on Instagram. That'll pop up as well. And uh, Zach does a fantastic job um, lording over a very exclusive Music to My Beers Facebook group. I love that group. That group is growing in numbers, and it seems like every Sunday we get a, a few new We are marching 10,000 strong. <laughs> so, uh, yes, be a part of our group. Share where you're drinking, what you're drinking, um, anything new that could be coming to the area, whether it's a new brewery that's opening up or uh, even some new beer. Actually, I I think we could talk about this. If you start to see some Surly, let us know where it's at. I hear that Surly's coming in for about a month. A one-month limited engagement distributorship? Yes. Ooh. So well, that's tasty. Yeah, so we'll have to be on the lookout for that. But. Yeah, and it's also a great place, and especially, and uh, we engaged in a lot of this last year, at least I did, is um, let's say that there are seven different uh, Bourbon County variants coming out. You can only find three, but somebody else has got some of the ones you don't have. Oh, yeah. It's a great place to organize a little trade, maybe a little meetup. Yeah, and if you're doing a beercation and you need some hot spots of wherever you're going, many people in our group will chime in and tell you what, what's what's hot down in Atlanta. If you think the music we play on this show sucks and you would like to hear the show without it, uh, Zach podcasts the show every Monday, usually around noon, 2 o'clock If You can uh, subscribe. It'll be dumped right onto your your player, your app, whatever you use. But we have Google Play. We have uh, the Apple Store. Say, hey, Alexa, play the latest uh, Music to My Beers episode, and it will. So that's kind of cool. We're on your smart speaker. And we also invite you to friend us on Untapped at Dad Beers and at Man Bear Cluck. Did I cover it all? I think that's all of it. We Yeah, we're everywhere. Yeah. Beer friend, please. We have our beer empire you know what? taking we're, over. We're not alcoholics if everybody else is doing it, too. <laughs> yeah. Get off our back. It's just a really cool hobby now. Yeah. 
We have a load of a whole other hour of music to my ears to get to. We have uh, Halloween music, Alice Cooper. We have Typo Negative, Marilyn Manson. Oh, yeah. You see, back in radio school, that was a pre-sell. You'll hear that and think, wow, I love those bands. I want to hear those. It is music to my beers. We're not just talking about Halloween music today. We're also talking about craft beer, and uh, we were laughing earlier. You know, you got your tricks, your treats. You're very excited because this is sort of the this is the signal week month where we slide into some serious heavyweight craft beer, where some of the IPAs you go from drinking are sessionable to some stouts that are not. Mm-hmm. What is something you're a fan of that you're going to drink uh, in the next couple of weeks that's definitely not sessionable? I remember I, we were doing the pick six all yeah. summer. We kept throwing in sessionables because you're like, it's summer. We're drinking all yeah. day. Hey, hey. I want something. I want some cool, crisp, uh, something mm. like that. But I would say as far as like uh, a non-sessionable beer that I'll be drinking would probably be Goose Island because I've got several of those in my basement that I'm not going to – I'm coming up even on uh, the five years for the two, 2014 that's in my basement. So i got to drink that. Um, and I'll probably do that around uh, – Either Thanksgiving or between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Okay. Maybe I'll even bring it to the Christmas party. Ooh. Yeah. Who knows? Which is probably scheduled for December 20th. Okay. All right. I'm going to write that down. Uh, oh. uh, our annual bottle share slash get hammered at work festival. And the only reason I say that is because that's when the Star Wars movie comes out. And the Star Wars movie always comes out on the Christmas party day. All right. <laughs> So it's that two-week engagement that everybody takes vacation. I'd go and, like to watch it and not remember most of it. Um, I'm trying to think what else I've, I've been into as far as like the non-sessionable. I've been going for Bell's Best Brown, mm-hmm. and that, I think, is about a 7% um, on the scale. Yeah, and I know our, t- our tastes have uh, have accelerated a little bit, but it used to be that four, four and a half. That was the sessionable neighborhood. And then, you know, um, I know that all day is about four and a half, but then it gets up to five. But I think anything north of six, six and a half, I mean, that's... Let's shut it down. You're not going to be hammering back 15 or, or 20 of these things. They're not, you know, Keystone-like crispy boys. No. Uh, one of the, the beers that I've actually fallen back in love with and I ignored for a long time is just Bell's regular, excuse me, Founder's Regular Breakfast Stout. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, a solid beer. And I want to say like six or seven years ago when KBS kind of got hot and I... Yeah, I got so, you know, obsessed with that and chasing those down and, oh, it's a special occasion stout, and then it became more widespread and easier to acquire. I forgot all about it, man. The little baby eating the oatmeal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it, only in Michigan, though, right? Right, or, right. Okay. Yeah, because it's, uh, it would offend some sense that people would actually think that beer on the la- or that baby on the label was drinking beer for breakfast. But <laughs> th- that is a fantastic textbook stout. It's a, it's great. It's got some nice uh, coffee and chocolate notes there. It's like it's just it's like almost diet KBS, but uh, it's good. It's yeah. everywhere, and it's it's you know a little punchy, a little and, punchy in the mouth. And speaking of those guys, they've got the uh, Canadian breakfast stout. That one in the next couple of months, I'll be drinking. And it won't be a sessionable beer, and I'm probably not going to be sharing it because it's now coming in 12 ounces. Yeah, that was a very exciting note we talked about early in the summer is that, you know, the bombers are great, but bombers, once you open them, you got to finish them. So either you need to have some friends, which is a little bit difficult for some of us, or you got to make the commitment that I'm going to stick with this bomber to the very end. Is there uh, is there any black note coming out? Uh, yeah, and I heard that they were doing a black note variant from Bell's, like a vanilla black note. Is that, am I remembering that or was that fake news? I don't know. They're doing the, um, I'd have to check out the Facebook page, but I think I posted about it because it's the, uh, bear hug, the Imperial bear hug or something like that. Oh dude, I got to check it. I got to find it because well, it could be our unofficial official beer of the show. We'll take a brief beer timeout okay. while you find it. Uh, we have plenty of t- uh, music in my beers on tap. Zach's going to do some on-the-fly research for us. We'll get you some answers. And so, 
I have a hard time remembering where I saw things. Was it in the Music to My Beers Facebook group? Did I see it on my Instagram newsfeed? Uh, so did you find an answer for us? What, I did. What's the story with Bell's uh, Black Note releases? Okay, so they posted about it like earlier this month, and they said that what they're doing is they're releasing the Blackbeard's Bear Hug on the bottling line. It's a batch of an Imperial Stout, their Bear Hug Imperial Stout that was aged in rum barrels with vanilla, cinnamon, and coconut. It's extremely limited, hashtag rare. And that's what they put. We're going to have to drive to Kalamazoo, aren't we? I think so. I think it might have to be a trip whenever that comes out. Maybe it's coming out tomorrow. I don't know. All right. Well, I've got some <laughs> Kalamazoo sources. My brother uh, lives actually like half a mile from Bell's. So if, Pick it up. If, if I do see it on untapped, I'll be like, hey, please help me. I'll come up. I'll, I'll bring you something fun. I'll bring you some ketchup from Indiana. I promise. <laughs> and with that, we've moved on to our pick six segment. Every week, Zach and I roll through, and uh, I suppose we're going to have to really uh, probably amp this up next week. And actually, if it's a pick six, you and I have been throwing oh, two in. Our friendly four-pack yeah, just from the past couple of weeks. Friendly four-pack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? We'll change that up next week. But uh, I'm going to go first this week. There are two that I've, uh, that I've been jamming on. One of them, and I know I've been talking this whole month how I switched to vodka, switched to vodka, try to cut calories. I can tell you this. Vodka sucks, dude. <laughs> hey, you want to not get excited about having a cocktail? Uh, a Kroger brand seltzer water and vodka. Oh, it it. I finally the other day was just like I I can't do this anymore. Just sounds like a sad I, Saturday night. If I have to watch what I eat more and go to the gym even more, then that's fine. I'm willing to make the sacrifice. But when you are gonna have a drink that you are not excited about, you, you start to think, why am I even doing this? <sighs> you know, I like craft beer because it tastes amazing. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever said that about a vodka drink. No. Uh, so one of the ones, and I had one earlier this week, and plus I'm going to a wedding uh, later on this week uh, out of town with my craft beer nerd uh, relatives, so it's going to be just nonstop West Coast ridiculousness. Uh, but the 60-minute IPA from Dogfish Head. Okay. Yeah, nice. I'm, another one of those. And I, and I talked about the uh, the breakfast stout from Founders earlier in the show. Just one of those beers that you've seen a million times, you've had before, so you don't pay any attention. I went to the, the bottle shop earlier this week and, and couldn't find... Anything that I, that got me hyped, so I'm like, eh, I'll grab a, I'll grab some 60 minute. Fantastic! You forget what a classic go to this beer is. And the other one is the uh, the antihero. And I had some of this on tap last weekend, and I thought another one. That, you know what? Maybe it was the three or four weeks of vodka, Zach, that made me appreciate some of the craft classics that I that I lean heavily on here and there. Antihero, great beer. It's on tap anywhere you want in Chicago. You can get it just about anywhere locally. Fresh, it's fantastic. A little bit old, still ain't that bad. You're like too hard. It did drink pretty good. It drink pretty good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know what it did? You know what it did? It humbled me. <laughs> now that I know the horrors of a vodka seltzer water drink and the, the occasional truly, I can tell you that I, I love you, craft beer. I'll never forsake you again. Yeah. I'll appreciate every one of you. Never gonna give you up. Yeah. Um, I I'm gonna go with my first one, uh, which by the way. Just dovetailing off your um, anti-hero, they've got a hazy hero out now. Oh. I almost picked it up, but I, I picked up something else instead. I picked up the new uh, Walt Whitman uh, number three. It's a black uh, in black lager. Um, that mm. is, it's a black pale lager. It's not an IPL. It's just a pale. Um, really interesting. It's part of the Leaves of Grass series that they're doing from Bell's. And uh, that one's pretty good. You're thinking you're going to get into a stout, and it's going to be super, like, coffee roasted, but it actually drinks more like a hopped-up fruit, fruity IPA. Wow, all right. It's it's a bit weird, but yeah. it, it was pretty good. 
Um, and then the other one that I would throw in there, speaking of uh, high ABV stouts, the Lagunitas Unlimited Release Imperial Stout. Ooh. I picked up a big bomber of that the other day. 9%. All Yo. myself. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> My man, Zach Miller. <laughs> beefy, beefy pour. Yeah. So um, that's that's a pretty good any any one of those bombers. You look at like the Hop Stupid or even like uh-huh. the Cappuccino Stouts. You can drink one of those yourself. Yeah, and, and Lagunitas and Dogfish had both. They make they make great beers and, and they're great entry level, but they're also they're they're classics. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that we had uh, for a while, and it just seemed to dry up one day. Lagunitas used to send us beers to try here on the show. Oh yeah, did we upset them? Is that what happened? Maybe they wanted not like one of them. Were I, we supposed to write back or something? I don't know. I know that the Waldo special was the last one they sent us. We got hype for it. Then they never sent us another one. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll email. You know what? I'll email her and Our see. Our correspondent. If, Please, can you send us more beer? We're all dry out here in Indiana. Usually I find that that person probably doesn't work there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's what <laughs> happened. Looking forward to Thursday. Do you plan on doing any drinking? I know you're, you're going to leave beers out. We laughed about it earlier for the kids. Not for the kids. For the, uh, for the adults. But what are you guys doing? What are your plans? Because... If you don't have kids, usually there's a Halloween party or something. You go out to a bar or do something like that. My plan is to leave work early. Okay. <laughs> that way so I can start. Same as every Thursday. Um, and, you know, in my neighborhood, it's pretty cool. People, like, carry around a glass or, you know, a cup and whatnot and, and partake. So trick-or-treating is from 5 to 7. So for that first, like, half hour, we just go down the block with my kids all dressed up and we do the whole trick-or-treating thing. I might have a drink in my hand. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Might have had a couple before. Um, but we'll walk down the street and then uh, and then come back and we'll hand out candy from like 5.30 to 7. Just because my kids really like to do that, too. They like to give people candy and, and some... And they're still at that age, too, where once the, once the temperature goes to starts to dip a little bit, that's when Halloween is about getting back to your house. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, it... I, just does not get dark enough from that five to seven o'clock. Like everybody is out in costume and it's full blown light. Yeah, you know? and it's trick or treating now is such a different animal from when uh, when we were kids. Because in my neighborhood growing up, it was from whenever you would start until yeah. whenever people quit answering the doors, and yep. it was like turn their lights off. Yeah, it was Friday. You start trick or treating at four o'clock when you got off. You know, got off school and got home, get your costume on until it was like eleven o'clock, and finally your parents were like, enough. <laughs> Enough. Come home. But you go around the uh, the community as many times as you get. That was a much bigger affair than it is now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're much busier as a society. So, hey, having a few beers while you take the kids out to trick or treat is uh, if that's all you if that's all you can cram in. And by all means, get after it. We're also ironically safer too. I mean, we're consuming more beverages, but probably doing it during a. Uh, uh, a smaller period of time. Yeah, you know, I, back in the eighties, it was cool for your dad to have one behind the wheel while he was driving you from house to house, yeah. <laughs> yeah. chain smoking the entire way. Oh, I see what you are. You're a kid for Halloween that has a chain smoking dad who's drinking while he's driving. <laughs> yeah, that was all of us. We survived. But you're right. Yeah. That, uh, it is a safer ordeal. Are you planning to open anything special? Mm, I'll probably I'll get a a pumpkin pack of some sort. And I said special, not disgusting. Oh, okay. <laughs> I gotta go down to the basement. I don't know. See, if it's something special, it's probably just me drinking it. Unless I see somebody cool that you know comes up as trick or treating with their kids, and I'm like, "Hey, you want any of this?" You know, type of thing. But uh, hey, want any of this? Yeah. You're a fat white guy with a beard. You look like you love craft beer. Have some of this. I'm actually going to be in Phoenix on Thursday uh, for uh, for a wedding, and I'm really looking forward to it because, dude. Yeah, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law were huge. Hugh Gongus, way bigger than I, craft beer nerds, and uh, like they're really, really into it. So I, because it's their wedding, we're going to be opening up some stuff. I'm sure I'll probably never get a chance to taste again. So I'll, I'm looking forward to some to some uh, hellacious untapped check-ins. Are they getting married on Halloween? 
Uh, no, it's the day after. So like the oh. rehearsal dinner and all that is. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to be out there Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Going and, to some costume parties? Uh, no. Oh, okay. uh, the only costume party I'm going to be wearing is a tuxedo that I rented. Oh yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm looking forward to that, and it's uh, it's 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 good because when you're younger and when you're in your 20s, man, it's about going out and uh, and having as much you know the the sexy Halloween parties, and we've done them mm-hmm. here at the station before. But the older you get, the more you appreciate, you know. And and maybe next year for a Halloween show, we should do a candy and beer pairing dinner. That would be awesome. Like because. That much sweets mixed with a stout that has you know an incredible sweetness to it, like it's fun, man. It's yeah. good. It's good. And I, I, the crappier the candy, like the candy corn, it's it's good. I like it. But if you compare it with a great stout, then you know what? Man, that, might, that drink pretty good. The night of a thousand diabetes. That's what we'll call it. <laughs> uh, there's still some. This uh, is the point in the program. Fiesta. It's the Zach Miller Fiesta. That's where uh, I gotta tell you what's coming up, what we can look forward to, where the party's going down. Where we're cracking them open, what we're cracking open. Let's be honest, we're old enough now. We don't know where the party's going on, so this is why we need this segment, to tell us where the parties are at. Yeah, you can email me at (laughs) ZMiller. But DM us if you're going to have a party. We'd like to attend. DM, please. Um, So there's a couple of different things happening. Um, One is Zombie Dust. We mentioned this earlier in the show, but Zombie Dust is getting put into cans, so it'll be easier to uh, bring around the golf course and or uh, into the movies with you. Um, what? Fits, <laughs> fits nicely in the back pocket. Uh, Dogfish Head is collaborating with an artist for their 75-minute IPA. You had the 60-minute uh, that you were talking about earlier. And, and was it a 45-minute we saw on the shelves earlier this year? There might have been. Yeah, that would there, be, yeah they, it was like the half of the 90. Wow. 45, man, those 90 minutes, those are smooth. Ooh, ooh, ooh. 120 minutes where the real party's at, young I man. It's <laughs> true. I would like one beer that's going to make me melt into a couch. <laughs> Here you go. Um, and then if you're a fan of Saugatuck Brewing Company, this Saturday they're having the 2019 Barrel-Aged Bootleg Bash. And it sounds like a pretty good time. It's being uh, it's at their um, pub and barrel room, and they're going to have the uh, Barrel-Aged Imperial Neapolitan Milk Stout Ooh. for a couple of years, the Blueberry Maple Stout, um, which I've had all these barrel-aged, and they're Pretty phenomenal. The Neapolitan's one of the rare ones that pulls it off, and it's been mm-hmm. around for a really long time. It's good. LKT had a had some of those on tap, and um, I'm kind of curious about the pumpkin chai. See how it works out for him. Uh, chai. The first time I got the chai flavor was from uh, Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's a great flavor, and it works really well with beer. I could see that. Yeah, I, and it, and the pumpkin too, maybe on the front end, back end. I don't know. Hmm. We'll have to see, but they've got. I mean, it, it you it's thirty bucks a person. You get like ten different pours of like thirteen different choices here. That seems like plenty. Yeah, so that's, that's plenty. For, that's plenty for a young fella. One to four, pretty uh, pretty cool beer fest. So perfect. All yep. right. Well, we will uh, hope you have a happy Halloween coming up on Thursday. We will check into you next Sunday, same bat time, same bat channel. Here, music to my beers. Uh, follow us on social media. Get in touch with us. We would love to come drink with you. This is. The Halloween edition, we would have to play Marilyn Manson to close things out here on Real Rock 103.9 The Bears. Music to my beer. Hey, we got through a lot doing a single Dracula voice. Good for us. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and now the calendar rolls over. It's Manson. <laughs> Real Rock 103.9 The Bears. Music to my beers. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.